Welcome to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place where ambition, drive, and entrepreneurship all meet. This podcast is your go-to for all things business, growth, and expansion. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a multiple six-figure business owner, a brain rewiring certified coach, a 70 high energy healer, and all-around business growth obsessed individual. I've been in this space since 2019. I believe that strategy and energetics go hand in hand. You'll find tons of both on this show. For a long time, being ambitious has had a negative connotation, but I'm here to take that word back and help you grow your business without doing the most. You can find me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea or online at expandwithchelsea.com. If you're ready to grow, I'm ready to go. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Today we are going to be talking about something that is near and dear to my heart and I have been on this journey, we will call it, for 20 months. If you would have told me that I would pivot my business 180 degrees when I first started, I would have been like, no way. Absolutely not. I love rock climbing. I love being a climbing coach. I don't see myself doing anything else. And here we are over a year and a half later, and I have a completely different business, a completely different business model. And I was actually going back through old podcast episodes, and I realized that I haven't done an episode yet on pivoting and how to know when it's time to pivot, my top advice and tips on pivoting, because holy shit, I wish somebody would have told me this when I first got the inkling that like, oh my God, I need to pivot. I wish I would have had these conversations. I wish somebody would have told me this because it certainly, certainly has not been an easy journey. And, you know, part of my mission here is to go out and experiment and make the mistakes and then come back and tell you what what to do instead, instead of making those same mistakes. So we're going to dive into pivoting this entire episode is going to remind me of the one friends episode where they pivot, pivot. But if you are, you know, maybe you've been in business for a while, maybe you haven't been, but you haven't landed on the thing yet, or you know, you want to be doing something else. Maybe it's something relatively similar adjacent to what you're doing now. Maybe it's something completely different. I think this episode is going to help you provide, provide you a lot of clarity and hopefully help you feel more confident moving forward in a pivot because we it, life is too short to stay unhappy in what you're doing. And I really think that, yes, everybody talks about alignment and we can talk about how fluffy of a term that is in terms of copywriting. There are many better terms that we can use. We can change that terminology, but you are going to be the most successful when you really, really like what you are doing. So whatever you need to do to get there, yes, I'm going to talk about my journey. I'm going to talk about like, it's been fucking difficult. I'm not going to lie, but I would rather it be challenging and do something that I am 110% fully obsessed with. And like, I can't see myself doing anything else now. This is the thing that I was meant to do is to help people grow their businesses. This is it took me a while to get here. And in my journey, realizing that climbing coaching opened the door for me, I got my foot in the door with that and built a really successful business. And then realizing, oh my God, all I want to talk about is growing a business all day, every day. I will bring, even if the conversation is hundred percent not related back to growing a business, I will find a way to sneak it in there because that is truly 
what I am interested in. That is truly the thing that is what brings me the most joy. And I'm really, really passionate about it. So you've got to do whatever, whatever you need to do in order to, you know, live your passion, live your purpose, whatever cliche sayings we want to, we want to put in there, but it really is important how you feel in your business. If you are doing something that isn't bringing you joy, what is, what is the point of that? Truly? Like, what is the point of spending your time doing something that's not making you happier? And when we find true alignment, that is generally when we will find the most success as well, whether that is financially, whether that is emotionally, I really believe that it matters a lot how we feel inside of our business. So before we dive into the episode, I want to give some updates. The podcast is now on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, hi, hello. We have a very lovely backdrop here. You can see the entirety of my apartment because I live in a studio. And if you haven't yet already, I would really appreciate, even if you don't ever plan on watching on YouTube, if you have a YouTube account going and subscribing to my channel, it really helps me out. Eventually I'll be able to monetize using YouTube. I believe you have to reach a thousand subscribers. I think I'm at like 450. So even if you have no plans of ever watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. It really helps me out. And of course, if you do want to watch the video version, you can go head over to YouTube and watch this as a video, or you can play it as you're getting ready in the morning. This is this is what I do. I either listen to courses or different YouTube YouTubers. I guess it would be a YouTuber. I listen to different YouTubers as I get ready and make breakfast. And that is like my hour of learning, my hour of consumption right away in the morning. And then I'm really productive the rest of the day. So that's one update. Next update is that I currently have two spots for one-on-one mentorship available. This is Catalyst. It is my four-month mentorship program. This is the highest level of support that I offer and that I provide. So if you are somebody that feels really energized, having a coach behind you, even if you are extremely successful and you're like, wow, some days it is just like really hard to keep going because as a business owner, there are constantly there are challenges thrown our way. I mean, this is, this is the path, right? Like making sure that you are, you know, always becoming more resilient, creating staying power for yourself. And I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes it feels like it would be easier if I just didn't do this. Um, I talk a lot about, you know, not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. I do truly believe that this is certainly not a level of risk. I'm going to put that in quotes that everybody is comfortable with. But for me, I couldn't not risk going after my dreams. So if you are somebody that wants support in your business journey, you want somebody to walk next to you for four months, you will have my eyeballs on your business, on your copy, everything for four months. I have worked with over 200 business owners in different areas, different niches. So I have a ton of experience working with business owners of all fields. I know a thing or two about what makes the business successful and what doesn't. And we will work together to find what works for you specifically in your business. This isn't me sitting here being like, this is what I did. So you should do it too. That's not going to work. We're completely different human beings. My, my goal is to find something that feels really good for you based on who you are, because that is what is going to be sustainable for you moving forward. I also, there have been many clients that I have worked with, which is related to today's episode, where we've realized, I actually think you need to pivot. Like, I actually think that what you're doing, why you feel so stuck and why it feels so hard is because this is kind of what you're supposed to do, but maybe it's actually supposed to be in a different format, or maybe you're actually supposed to be in a different field or 
you're supposed to have much different marketing and much different messaging than what you currently have. So if you want more clarity, if you want more momentum and forward action in your business, I would love to invite you to apply to Catalyst. So I will put the link in the show notes and in the description where you can learn more about Catalyst. I will also put the link to the application. And if you're somebody that feels really good about talking through your decision first, before you go ahead and commit, I will also link a place where you can book a 15 minute discovery call with me. So we can just chat about where you're at, what your goals are, and if this is a good fit for you right now, because it is highly important to me that it is a good fit on both sides because we will be working so closely together for four months. Last update is that my pricing is going to increase in September. So it's actually been this is kind of funny. It's been two years, two years since I've raised my prices on one-on-one. So it is time in September, come September, 2023, my one-on-one prices are going up. So that includes mentorship, that includes my intensives, and that includes energy healing. So anything where you, you can um, be supported by me one-on-one, those prices will be increasing. So if you've been thinking about stepping into a container with me one-on-one, whether that's the deep dive intensives, whether that's inside Catalyst, the mentorship program, or energy healing, I'd recommend doing that in August rather than September. And, you know, I work on this with a lot of my clients. It's time to raise your prices. Once you have enough demand, then those prices have to go up. And it has been a long time since I have raised my prices. And I got the nudge from my guides the other day and I was like, oh, it's time. (laughs) It's time. So I will leave the link to all current offers that I have in the show notes and in the description. You can go ahead and check those out. If you've got any questions, send me an email, hello at expandwithchelsea.com and I'll get back to you. So let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Oof, pivoting. All right. (laughs) This is a joke. Please take this as a joke. My first line of advice here would be don't pivot. And I only say that because I went into this so naive and I totally thought that everything that I had built in my first business would just carry on over to what I'm doing currently. And I could not have been further, further from the truth. I could not have been more wrong. And would I go back? Would I do anything differently? Absolutely not. I'm I'm so happy that I made that decision, but you know, I don't want this entire episode to be this cautionary tale. Again, I want you to do what you need to do, but I also want you to be rooted in being realistic in terms of how long it might take things to rebuild once you've made the pivot. And that's probably the advice that I wish that I would have received instead of this, you know, and this is kind of one of my issues too within the spiritual community is, you know, just like manifest it and just, it's going to flow in, it's going to come in. Yes. And if you aren't feeling safe in your body before you make those decisions, if you don't have a baseline level of security and that foundation, then manifesting isn't going to work. It feels really shaky. So I wish somebody would have sat me down and been like, okay, so let's take a look at your finances. Let's take a look at these things. Maybe let's make this decision a little bit slower and more gradual instead of just like cutting it off and then completely trying to go in this different direction 
while also being responsible for, at the time, my ex and our rent. So that was a huge level of financial responsibility on my side. And it made this whole pivot thing, I think, a lot more intense and scary than it needed to be. You know, if I would have just had myself to be responsible for, then, you know, it would have been a different conversation. But this, this definitely amplified what I was feeling. And, you know, again, yes, I had hired coaches. Yes, I had hired mentors and some of them had pivoted successfully. But I also think that there was this level of almost putting on the rose colored glasses when we we look in the past and we're like, it actually wasn't that bad. If you've been keeping up with me, you know that I have been traveling for the better part of a month. It's actually definitely been more than a month. And I just got back from Wyoming, which I didn't realize was as dry of an environment as it actually is. And I kid you not, my nose is legitimately peeling many, many layers. And one of the products that I continue to turn to, I'm obsessed with this, I literally, I never, ever, ever will let myself run out, is the Hydroberry Moisture Mask from Clear Stem. So hear me out, it is a little bit of a weightier, I don't want to call it heavier in a bad way because it really feels so luxurious, is it is a weightier moisturizer that I use every single night before I go to bed and you could actually use it three different ways. You can use it as a mask where you leave it on for 10 minutes and then you remove it. You can wear it overnight as a moisture locking sleep mask, which is what I always do. And then you can also combine it with Hydroglow, which is the lighter moisturizer that I tend to use for the morning to boost hydration and my nose is actually starting to look better in just a couple of uses thank god because it's a peely scaly mess i truly thought living in the pacific northwest was kind of the driest environment that you could get but thank you wyoming for proving me wrong and clear stem is by far one of my all-time favorite skincare companies because they are focused on including products that are not going to make your skin break out. I really love their resource on their website where you can go to check if an ingredient is pore clogging. <laughs> Coconut oil, biggest offender there, but they are actually anti-acne and anti-aging. So I know that when I use their products, I am achieving both, which is honestly pretty hard to find products that do both. I use Clear Stem's entire, entire line of skincare, starting with my cleanser and then the serums that they have and then following up with a moisturizer depending on if it's day or night and if you have not tried their stuff yet and you are not completely in love with your own skincare it's time to hop on the clear stem bandwagon as soon as i used their stuff i was like oh yeah i'm totally moving on from what i was using they use all natural ingredients and i really love the scent of this moisturizer as well it smells like i have it right here Mm, it's kind of like a cranberry to me, um, I guess, which makes sense because it is a hydroberry, but specifically cranberry. And I have super, super sensitive skin. Like we're talking get bit by a mosquito, swell up a ton. I'm pretty much allergic to most things that I put on my skin, but I have never had a negative reaction with Clear Stem and my skin looks more dewy and glowy. And I can tell that I'm actually <laughs> doing something for my skin when I use these products. So if 
you are curious about using Clear Stems products for yourself, I could not recommend it enough and I have a discount code for you if you go to clearstemskincare.com, so that's C-L-E-A-R-S-T-E-M-S-K-I-N-C-A-R-E.com and use the code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, you will get 20% off your order. If you wanna try out the Hydroberry Moisture Mask or any of their other products, I know you're absolutely going to be as obsessed as I am with them. You're going to love the way that your skin looks and feels. And I'm not gonna apologize for getting you hooked because it seriously has changed my life as somebody that is on video and camera a lot for the work that I do. I feel a lot more confident when I know I am taking care of my skin. So again, you can head to clearstemskincare.com and use that code CHELSEA for 20% off anything on their website. Wherever we're at, our business is going to amplify how we're feeling. And I think it's just so important to be rooted in security, you know, as much as we can and safety before we make these decisions. So let's talk a little bit about how to know when to pivot your business. And, you know, this is going to be highly individual for, for each person. But I think if you are feeling bored, that's a pretty good indicator. If you're like, yeah, this is actually like great, it's on autopilot, but I'm not being challenged at all. I'm actually not interested in the work. I want you to think about the energy behind that. If you're not interested or invested in what you're doing, are you really are you really seeing what you're capable of? Like, you know that your excitement level is infused into the business. So if that isn't there, I mean, first of all, the people on the other side aren't getting the as good of results as they could. Second of all, you are sitting here allowing yourself to coast. And I just like... Yes, there's this element of everybody wants these automated businesses and passive income, but that's not what being a business owner is about. That's not what being a, an entrepreneur is about. It is about seeing like where your limits are and then pushing past those and creating new limits and doing that over and over and over again. Being a business owner will test you continually. And I think it's good that it does because it does take a certain type of person to want to walk the entrepreneurial path. So if you're bored, again, really good indicator. If you are feeling restless, if you have a really big interest in something else, but that's not the thing that you're doing, why don't you just allow yourself to follow that nudge? I mean, there have been so many times where, you know, the people that I've been working with, I, I'll give one example of a client. Um, he was a filmmaker and super interested in human design. And I was like, why don't you, I mean, yes, these are pretty, pretty far apart in terms of niches and industries. Sure. But I also would argue like climbing coach and business coach really far apart as well. And I somehow bridged that gap. Right. But this is where we get to start thinking of, okay, maybe it doesn't have to look like a, I completely shut down this, this first business that I started and then immediately start up this other one, maybe it can be more gradual. And maybe you could actually start offering things like human design readings while you're still doing the filmmaking and it can blend really nicely together. So instead of, you know, this is that dualistic way of thinking that either has to be this or that, why can't it be? And why can't you do filmmaking and give human design readings? 
So this is where we get to create our own umbrella and nobody gets to put us in a box. Don't even put yourself in a box. Don't do it. Uh, and I think it's really important to remember that you can be a multi, you are a multifaceted human being. So why would that not be true in your business? Why do you just have to offer or do one thing? Just because that is what people are used to you being doesn't mean that that's what you need to be for the entirety of your life. That is that is not allowing growth. That is not allowing evolution. We came here as human beings to grow and evolve. That is part of our DNA. It's why we feel so restless. It's why we always feel like we have to go create chaos if it's calm. We are literally here to evolve. Let yourself evolve. Let your audience evolve with you or not. We'll talk about that in a sec. But there's probably going to be this little indication inside of you, right? It could be this like thought in, or voice in the back of your head. It could be this gut feeling. You know, you know when you need to pivot. And again, this could be a massive pivot to a completely different job um, or a different industry, different niche. I mean, there are a lot of people, let's say, for example, nurses that then want to go into being coaches. That's a pretty big pivot. And you are going to be your own authority in this, right? This is this is self-sovereignty. This is trusting yourself, trusting your decision-making process. And I think it's important to wait, wait long enough to where you feel sure, but not wait so long to where now you're just procrastinating and you know that this is your path of alignment and you're you're consistently being like, nope, but I'm scared. Like everybody is scared. Everybody do it scared. That is the only way to do it. Take messy action. If it doesn't work, great. You can go back to what you were doing. You have proof that what you were doing worked. So you can always go back to it if you don't like this new path or you don't like the results of this new path. So you probably know best if you need to pivot. And I think that the longer that we procrastinate and hesitate making this decision, the more painful it's going to be, especially if this is part of your journey, especially if the universe is trying to push you onto this path. It is this thing of, yes, you do. You do get to choose. We all have free will. We all have free choice. But if the universe sees you not, not making that decision, it will push you onto the path. So you have to choose to jump or be pushed. And generally the push is a little bit less comfortable. And when I say a little bit less, it's much less comfortable. So this is when you know, do it. Start taking action. Listen to this episode. Listen to the advice and then start doing baby steps. It doesn't have to look like, again, oh my God, I'm completely leaving this thing and going into this other thing, cold turkey. No, there gets to be a lot of crossover. So talking about how big to pivot, you know, again, very individual, but if you are somebody that is thinking about making a 180 degree pivot, do it, do it. Because what are, what you're just like, not going to be happy until you experiment with it. You're going to continue to settle and continue to wonder what if, until you actually do the thing again, running a business, big experiment. Try on different things. If you haven't found the thing that you really like and really lights you up yet, try on something else. So I don't want to say, I don't want to sit here and be like, don't, don't completely pivot industries. Don't pivot niches. Of course you can. Of course you can. You can be successful in whatever niche or industry you want to. And I don't want you to play it small just because it might feel difficult on in the, in the process. Everything everything is going to feel difficult no matter what, right? You get to choose your difficult. Is staying where you're at and being bored and unhappy, is that the difficult you want to choose? Or do you want to choose working through new obstacles, 
working through different challenges, but you love what you do. So it's actually way more energizing for you. So sharing some of my top tips and advice in pivoting. The first thing that I want to let you know is it will probably take longer than you think. And again, not to scare you, but I want you to, yes, hold the frequency of miracles and hold the expectation of miracles. But also if we aren't taking any action, that's not co-creation. We have to take the first step. We have to direct the ship. And then the, the universe is the wind in our sails. So where are you directing the ship? And this is also like, I really want you to look at your hard skill sets as a business owner, your marketing, your copywriting, your selling. If those skill sets aren't solid in the first place, if you're going to pivot your business because you're hoping that it will boost sales, you've got to learn those skill sets first. It's not like pivoting your business isn't going to be a solution to not knowing how to sell. You've got to learn how to sell. You've got to learn how to write. And you've got to learn how to market your offers in a way that converts your audience into paying clients. So allowing yourself, you know, to sit in honesty, radical honesty, Am I wanting to pivot because it feels really difficult because I haven't learned these skill sets yet and I'm hoping that this pivot will magically fix it? Or is this something that I am willing to learn and willing to get better at and willing to practice and continue to experiment with? Because a lot of the times inside of a pivot, you are essentially breaking down everything that you've created and you're building something brand new. And yes, there might be some crossover, you know, between the people that you were serving and the people that you desire to serve in the future, there might be some crossover, but I would not expect everybody to cross over with you. So you are going to be doing a lot of rebuilding your audience. You're going to be doing a lot of re-educating your audience. And these things are going to take time. You're essentially going to have to build up no like and trust with a brand new audience. And, you know, maybe what you're pivoting to is relatively similar to the, the industry that you were in previously, but I think what is the most important here is understanding that just because it doesn't happen right away means it's a bad idea. Absolutely not. I actually, I wrote an email about this last night, how a lot of us, we are expecting our brand new baby businesses to pay our bills. It's like expecting a two-year-old to pay your bills. What? I'm sorry. That, that, that two-year-old doesn't even have a concept of money. It's too much responsibility. It is too much pressure on something that is brand new. So where are we accidentally acting like a dictator instead of collaborating with our business, asking it what it wants, asking it what it's excited about, how it feels. And we're just saying, I expect you to do these things. And then all of a sudden it's not fun anymore. Because as soon as we put expectations on something, our brain is like, holy shit, that's important. And if it's important, it has to do a survival. And if it has to do a survival, we're in fight, fight or flight now. And then we all know that that's not where creativity lives. That's not where spontaneity lives. That's not where joy or fun lives. That's just where like do or die, this has to work energy lives. So no wonder things feel so serious. And this isn't to say that your business can't pay your bills at two years old. Of course, like a lot of people's businesses can take off for sure. And I've seen that. I've I've had that experience myself. But where are we not learning those hard skill sets of, marketing, messaging, 
copywriting, selling, and we're expecting other things to just shift when this is a fundamental part of being a business owner. Every single time you invite somebody to join your email list, to sign up for your freebie, you're selling. Whether or not that has a monetary value attached to it, you are selling. Get really good at that skill set. Get really good at inviting people in to work with you and it will become effortless. It will sales will feel a lot easier, but you do have to address some of these things. So, to kind of wrap up on the 2-year-old paying bills conversation, I'm not telling you that this isn't possible for you. Absolutely it is. I'm just asking you to be patient within this. Be patient with your business. Go in, connect with it, ask it how it's feeling. If you need a meditation or you do really well with a meditation style of connection, I have a free meditation that I will link in the show notes and in the description where you can go and connect with the consciousness of your business. So your business is not you. It is actually an entirely separate entity that you can go and have a conversation with. So I'll link that meditation so you can go out and try that and see how your business is feeling. And I wouldn't be surprised if your business is like, yeah, I feel overwhelmed and you're like working me to the bone and demanding all of these things, but like, I'm really freaking tired and you haven't given me any rest. That's going to be a big wake up call. I am about to share with you one of the tools that I could not, literally could not run my business without. This is the Cadillac, the gold standard of hosting platforms in the business world. And I have been using Kajabi for a year and a half now. And it is safe to say I am never gonna go to any other platform. This is it for me. I have truly explored every single aspect and feature of Kajabi and I could not be happier. One of the biggest reasons that I switched over in the first place was having everything all in one platform. Oh my God. I was hosting. I had different platforms for my email, my podcast. I had different platforms for my courses and my website. And now it's all in one spot. Thank God. Seriously, the fact that I had, I mean, at any given time, six different platforms that I was paying for, which separately were all more expensive than what I pay for Kajabi now, just being spread in that many directions was energetically so exhausting. And knowing that now I literally click one button and it brings me to everything brings me so much joy. I feel like things are really being simplified. This has been a huge theme in my life lately is to simplify, to reduce down to get rid of the things that you don't need. And if you are curious about trying out Kajabi, I actually have an affiliate code for you where you can get 14 days for free. You can get a 14 day free trial. If you are curious about Kajabi and if it's right for you in your stage of business, send me a DM on Instagram. I am at expand with Chelsea and I will tell you if it's right for you, if I think it's right for you. And I could not, literally could not be happier with my experience using the platform. They have a chat feature where 24 seven, if you have an issue, which you will because it's technology and there's gonna be something where you're like, I don't know how to connect this to that. 24 seven chat feature where you can talk with a real life human being and they will work and walk you through anything that you're trying to work on that has been super supportive for me. And honestly, if I ever 
look at a platform and they don't have a chat feature that you can access 24 seven, I'm not in, I'm not into it. I need to know that I'm going to be able to get an answer to something at any point in time because entrepreneurship and being a business owner doesn't stop. It doesn't just happen between the hours of nine to five. So having that support is just absolutely invaluable to me. So if you want to grab your 14 day, your two week free trial for Kajabi, head to the link in the show notes, just click on that link and you will be able to start up your free trial. I know you're gonna be obsessed with it. I love the sleek design layout. I absolutely love that there is an app, an app. You can have an app where people can actually download it on their phones and listen to your courses and your programs on the go. Honestly, that was like a huge selling point for me too, is that people could have my courses in their pockets and listen to them as they were driving on a walk huge, huge benefit right there. They don't have to be logged into their desktop. And I really love how easy the email editor is to use because we all know I send out a ton of emails and having that be very user-friendly is also super important to me. So if you can't tell, totally obsessed with Kajabi, never going, never going back to having six different platforms. And I'm able to host my website, my podcast, all of my courses and everything else all in one. So if you're ready to level up, not just in terms of aesthetics, but in terms of your CEO mindset, CEO energy, head to the link in the show notes and grab your free trial today. Pivoting, probably gonna take a little bit longer than you would like. I know I'm impatient and I want things basically yesterday. And here we are 20 months later from my pivot. You know, I am not saying that it will take you as long as it took me. I had a lot of personal life things. And I think a lot of what has happened over the last 20 months has forced me to look at the foundations and the bones of my business and to do it better because the model that I had built previously was unsustainable. So I really had to go in. It, essentially, it was we couldn't renovate the house. No renovation. We actually had to knock the entire house down and start over. So that definitely added to that timeline. And again, I'm so thankful that I did. I would never go back and do anything differently. I'm very thankful because I feel like this has made me more scrappy, more resilient, and even better at writing, at selling. I really had to go in and hone all of those skill sets. And now I feel very, very solid in them. And the next piece of advice that I would like to give you, you know, obviously I'm not a financial planner. I'm not an accountant. I'm, I'm, I'm nothing to do with money. Uh, so take this for what you will, but I do think it's really important. And I don't think many coaches have this conversation. Nobody ever had this conversation with me, but you should prepare in advance for your pivot financially and mentally. Again, like preparing mentally, like what if this takes a year for me to, you know, not only replace the income that I had with what I was doing, what if it takes a little bit longer? Do I have an emergency fund? Do I know enough about investing to make sure that I am covered there? Do I have a retirement account set up? And I'm not saying you need to tick off each of these boxes before you go ahead and pivot, but I want you to think about, okay, what if this happened? Then what would I do? And this isn't to say this is not permission for those of you that love to live yeah, love to live in the what if land and then hold yourself there because things might potentially happen. 
things always might potentially happen. I mean, that's the thing is like, everybody thinks that a nine to five job is so safe. And I'm like, you could be fired literally at any time. I'm not going to be fired for my business. Like, so in my opinion, that's a lot more security than something like a nine to five and, you know, making sure that you're honing your, your set of skill set of selling, that is going to be a guarantee that no matter what happens, you're going to be able to sell things. You know, maybe it's not, you know, the, the products and the services you want necessarily, let's say things went really wrong. You could send, sell t-shirts, whatever it is. Like that's not ideal. We don't want that for you. I don't want that for you. But when you are more confident in your skill set, this is when that self-trust is developed. And a lot of the times you know, money, money is a very real topic when you are a business owner, when you are dependent on your income. So thinking about, okay, what are my expenses for the month? And do I have an emergency savings account that could cover three months, four months, six months? And if not, maybe that's your goal then for what you're doing currently to build that up. So you can gradually make that pivot. I know it's really tempting to just be like, it. I am pivoting. I am burning this down and I am moving to the next thing. At least that's, that's definitely what I did. And I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. I, you know, again, I did what I did. This is, this is where we're at now. I am happy that it happened this way, but I do think that moving a little bit more slowly in that and making sure that you do have a foundation build up mentally, you're probably going to feel like you can take more risk, like you can experiment more inside of your business and it's not going to be this energy of I need to make this happen or else. Next, what I really want you to understand is you are essentially building a new business. And this is something that it took me probably about a year to, to come to terms with and to even realize in the first place was I was treating my second business. It was basically like having two kids. So my first business was my first kid. And then my second business was my second kid. And I was treating my second kid exactly like the first kid. Like it had the same personality, like it didn't have different needs or desires. And once I realized that I was doing that, I was like, oh my God, they have completely different personalities. What worked for the first business doesn't work for the second. Completely different, completely different. And that was such a mind fuck for me because I was used to doing things a certain way. And then all of a sudden I have, you know, this business that I pivoted to and I was like, nothing's working. I was like, what's going on? And it took me a long time. It took connecting with my business to realize that I was not appreciating the second business for its unique individual traits. I was treating it exactly like the first business and it is, it came here to be something completely different. So I can't expect to try and run it the same. I had to have different formats of offers. I have to have different freebies. I have to focus on different things. You know, maybe there's a bigger focus on email rather than on Instagram. And, you know, again, this kind of ties back into the, the first piece of advice where it'll take longer than you think you are building a new business. This, this, yes, some crossover might happen, but in the event that no crossover happens, you got to go focus on the basics, right? Audience growth, connecting with people and really educating in a way that is going to land and resonate with people about your offer. So making sure that you are getting really clear on what your new offers are and starting to get comfortable with that language. If you need to practice pitching those offers, you know, stand in the mirror and talk about your offer. I'm not kidding. Like if you want to feel less awkward on Instagram stories, 
go stand in front of your mirror and talk about your offer. It's not weird. It is going to help you a lot. And especially if this is something new that you're offering, a lot of the times I think the discomfort comes from just never having those words on your tongue before. Go practice. Go practice. It's not weird. It's actually going to make you way better. It's going to cause you a lot less stress around it as well. And you know, this isn't to say that you're going to have to have a completely different business model, but I want you to be open to the fact that just because things worked a certain way in your business before doesn't necessarily mean that that is going to carry over, you know, without any snags or interruptions into what you're pivoting into and to just be ready for that. It will make you a better business owner. Absolutely. You know, I am again, very thankful for that challenge because I feel like I have a much better understanding of my energy. I have a much better understanding of how to sell, how to write, how to talk to people. And within this as well, going back to the basics, and we're going to talk about the basics in in, in a little bit um, more towards the end of this episode, but allowing yourself to really strip all the things down and asking yourself, what do I like to do inside my business? What do I not like to do? What am I good at, but I don't really like doing? What am I bad at and definitely don't like doing? So if you're going to pivot your business, don't just carry everything that you were doing into the new business, right? It's like when people move apartments or houses and they have their routines that they were doing in their old house and they just bring it into their new house and they expect things to feel different. No, you got to do things differently. If you want a different result, if you actually want the energy to feel different and to feel like it's shifted, you have to shift what you're doing on the inside. You know, this is where it's always really important to go back to, I, I draw a four square. So if you can imagine, we have four different corners. And again, it's it's exactly what I said of, what do I like and enjoy doing? And what am I good at? Great, that's one corner. What do I like and I'm good at? And I don't enjoy doing. Okay, great. Maybe those are things that we delegate. Uh, what do I, what am I bad at? And maybe enjoy doing. <laughs> so this could be things like graphic design. Okay, great. Maybe we do those things sometimes. And then what am I bad at and don't enjoy doing? We're not doing those anymore. You know, unless they are absolutely 110% necessary. And I will say a lot of us, we tell ourselves that things are necessary when they're not really. So this is where I would go back to the drawing board. Everything is up for debate. Every single thing is up for debate. And I want you to carry forward with you the things that actually excite you and the things that feel really good for you. Because if you are just carrying that old energy into your new business and into the new pivot, it's probably going to feel exactly the same. Next, next tip piece of advice is people will leave and they will unsubscribe. They will unfollow you. This, this is the way of things, right? Because all of a sudden you're talking about something new and they're like, what the fuck? I thought she was this. Let them, let them leave. This is good. This is good. I would rather you have an audience of a hundred people that are so completely like they follow every word. They, they love you. They can't wait to buy from you. than an audience of a thousand, but 900 of those people couldn't care less. I would much rather you have that smaller audience of people that are actually really interested in what you have to say. They are warm leads. They are actual potential customers. And the only way that you're going to weed out your audience is if you are being 
unapologetically yourself and being 100% or as close to 100% as authentic as you can be. Yes, people are going to leave, but because of that, you're going to welcome in new people. Those new people in the industry that you're pivoting to are waiting to find you. They're waiting for your brilliance. They're literally waiting for your solutions in terms of your offers. They're waiting for you. So in order to move to something new, we have to release. First, don't look at your unsubscribes. I mean, just generally, in general, don't do that because it's probably going to fuck with your head. Don't look at that. Don't look at your unsubscribes. Don't let it get you down because it is going to be a bit of a in and out situation for a little bit until things even out. I mean, I feel like I've just now 20 months later, evened out with my email list, with Instagram. And, you know, at first I was like, oh my God, people don't like this. Like I was using it essentially as evidence that I had quote made the wrong decision. And we all know that that is called self-sabotage because when we look for that evidence, we probably will find it. And I, you know, again, nobody told me this, that there would be this giant influx of people that are like, bye. And then, you know, all of these other people that are like, holy shit, I've been waiting for you to talk more about this. So it will be a little bit of in and out for a while. And that's okay. It needs to happen. We need to get rid of the old energy in order to welcome in the new. And in order to do that, you've got to create space. Okay. Next thing is there might be a little, it might be a little bit of time before you see momentum because you are going to have to spend time educating and introducing your audience to a whole new thing. And, you know, if you've listened to any of the episodes where I've talked about launching before, education is really important in the warm-up phase. We actually, we need to give people the opportunity to build a relationship with us, build a relationship with the offer. And a lot of that time, the time it looks like, quote, providing value. So educating, what is this? You know, maybe it's a new modality. Maybe you're moving to providing energy healing. You are probably going to have to explain what that is, how it works. And then... After you've done that, then you can move into starting to offer, offer your offers. And this educating period of time, this is where you're building up those relationships with your audience. You are building up that no like, and trust factor. And because of that, you know, it, this is, this is very similar to when business owners put out a brand new offer that they've never talked about before. And sometimes things feel a little bit sticky or slow. Like think about if you've launched something maybe like three or four times, generally by the third or fourth time, people are like, okay, I know what this is. And things can move a little bit more quickly in the beginning. But the very first time that you put something out, it, it might take a little bit longer than you're expecting. And you know, again, a lot of us are very impatient and we want results yesterday, but reminding yourself just because it is taking a little bit more time in the 3D and the physical doesn't mean it's not working. Absolutely not. That is going to push you to talk about your offer in different light. That's going to push you to get better at your marketing, your messaging, all of it. It's going to make you be more creative because think about it. If you never had to work for anything, would that be any fun? No, 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 no. So lastly, I want you to know about pivoting is it really is the most important thing is that you are true to yourself and what you want to do. And yes, that is like a little cliche, but think about spending the next five, 10 years of your life doing exactly what you're doing now. Is that the thing that you're like, yes, for the next 10 years, this is exactly what I want to be doing. Or is there this little like nudge or inkling or like little tugging sensation of like, 
actually, I might want to do something slightly different. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your business to go follow that urge. The universe chose you for a reason. It didn't choose wrong. Us continuing to not follow our path is like us telling the universe, fuck you, you were incorrect. The universe is not incorrect. The universe doesn't get it wrong at all, ever. So you owe it to yourself to follow that, to to see it through. And maybe that's not the thing you want to do either. Great. Follow the next thing. A lot of the times, you know, this I think is difficult because it happens only in retrospect is we look back and we're like, Oh, I see why that had to happen now. Oh, I get it. Like that thing led me to that thing, led me to that thing. And this is where you're at right now. You're just in it so far that you can't actually see that this is leading you to the next step. But the faster that you follow and trust your intuition, the faster that you're going to get to that next step and the faster the next part of your mission will unravel for you. So I do want to talk a little bit about if you are pivoting, what to focus on and what not to focus on. And yes, this is going to go back to some of the basics. I think it is really important, first and foremost, to think about your customer experience and to think about what journey do I want to lead the customer through, especially if you are coming up with new offers and, you know, potentially reformatting some of your business and thinking about, okay, So what type of experience do I want to deliver? How do I want people to feel during and after working with me? How do I want people to feel interacting with my brand, interacting with my offers, you know, put those into tangible emotions and then thinking about what is the journey that my customer will take inside working with me? Do they sign up for a freebie first and then they're on my newsletter and then they you know, I come out with a course and then I want them to join that course. And then from that course, I want them to work with me one-on-one or, you know, maybe you're not offering one-on-one at all and it stops at the courses and you want them to join your membership. So thinking about what's that journey that you want to take people on, because doing that from the start, especially when you're pivoting is going to be really helpful than going back and trying to like essentially design that retroactively. I want you to think about what's my freebie going to be or what what is my lead-in? What's my opt-in? How am I going to get people in closer with me? Especially if you're pivoting, I think it's a really good idea to offer something free when you make that pivot so that people can come experience you inside of the new thing that you're doing. So whether that is a masterclass, maybe it's a PDF download, maybe it's a checklist, whatever feels best for you. Maybe it's a mini course, giving people a way for you to experience, giving them a way to experience you in the new thing that you're doing. I want you to think about offer creation. So what do I want my offers to look like? Are they going to be mainly self-paced? You know, and you don't need to like know the entire answer to this yet, right? Because for me, when I look at my business, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I really plan things just a couple of months at a time, if that. I want you to think about, is my copywriting solid? Are my Is my ability to sell solid? Am I really good at marketing? Am I good at messaging? I want you to think about, are there testimonials that I could grab from people about working with me specifically? So this is also really helpful when you're pivoting. You know, if you don't have any experience into what you're doing yet, you can offer some free sessions in exchange for testimonial. I think that's always a really great idea. But you can also phrase it like, hey, I love to know what you enjoyed about working with me specifically. 
And instead of saying like inside of this offer, you know, because then they're talking about the offer, but you can grab any testimonials so that you are going into your new venture and having those kind, positive words, things not to focus on metrics, fuck metrics, fuck the numbers. Every single time we get wrapped up in likes, shares, comments, downloads, open rates, all that shit. That is literally like your, your brain loves this. Your, lo- your brain loves this as evidence for why it's not working. And this is going to push us further in the, to, into the comparison trap. I would mute anyone or unfollow or get off their email list of anybody that triggers you that is in the new industry that you want to be in. This is really a time to protect your energy even more so because you are, think about your business. It's like a baby deer. It is literally learning how to stand. And if you don't protect it, it's going to, it's going to get eaten by a different animal. And we don't want that. you got to let your baby deer business grow up, give it the best chance of success, protect your energy. Stop looking at your unfollows. It is not helping you. It's actually probably making everything worse because it's feeding into the desperation energy. And we know when our business is infused with that, nothing's going to move. So I want you to also not focus on over explaining or justifying why you made the change. As long as you know that that's what you wanted to do, that's all you need. You don't need to justify to people. If you want to take your, your audience along on the journey and say, Hey, this is a decision I made. Here's how I got here. I'm excited for this new you know, chapter, new book. I hope you'll come with me. Of course you can do that. But you don't need to explain to anyone why you're doing what you're doing. You don't owe anybody that. And a lot of the times when people are, you know, maybe asking questions or phrasing things that way, it does, it does infuse doubt into us. And then we start to second guess, you know, you know, you had to pivot your business. You don't need to tell anybody why you chose to, unless you want to. I don't want you to focus on how it's not working. Stop doing all that self-sabotaging shit. Give yourself a chance to be successful. If you need to unfollow, if you need to stop talking to, I don't know, some of your friends that are always like, maybe they're not really your friends, but they're just like checking in on how things are going. Kind of like almost that energy of like waiting to watch you fail. Don't, not right now. Not right now. Do things when it's solid in the future and you can feel good about it, but not right now in the wobbly deer stage. And I really want you to not compare yourself to other businesses. Yes, true. No comparison trap right now, but don't compare it to your first business. It's not the same one. It's not going to have the same timeline. I know for me, that's definitely the case. The timeline, at least in this like 3D human reality for my first business, super fast. The second business that I'm building, wow, this has been every single time that I'm like, but look at it compared to the other business, then I feel terrible. And what is that doing for me? Nothing. That's not helping me show up in my most powerful self as my highest self. So take comparison off the table. And what if this new venture that you're going into is actually going to be way more successful and have a way more accelerated timeline than the first thing that you did? Allow it to actually do that. Give it the space. Take some time sit with yourself, sit with your business, ask it what it's excited about and go that direction. I think it's really, I really don't think that we spend enough time asking our business what to do. It's like, it's like when we have spirit guides and we don't put them to work and they're like, uh, coach, put me in. 
And we're like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to just continue to be hyper independent. I got this cool. Like keep spinning your wheels and let me know how that works out for you. You have help. You have support. Call it in. You don't need to do everything yourself. That's why you get tired. That's why you get burnt out. That's why you get overwhelmed. That's why you feel anxious. You don't have to do it yourself. All right. That is what I've got for you on pivoting and some tips, some advice inside of there. And if you loved this episode, I really want to know what you think about it because this, you know, I I can't believe it's been 20 months and I haven't done an episode on pivoting, but on the other side of the pivot, I am so much happier. I work so much less. Like I, I think I was coming from 50 to 60 hour work weeks to 20. So I work a lot less. I feel like I have more breathing room. I'm way more creative. I'm way better at what I do. And I truly feel like this is something that I'm going to do for years and years and years to come. So it was super worth it. I'm very glad that I did it. And if you're thinking about doing the same thing, go for it. You got it. All right. If you haven't yet left a rating interview on, I was going to say on Amazon. I have nothing on Amazon. If you haven't yet left a rating or review on iTunes, I would love for you to do so. If you do, go ahead and take a screenshot, send it to hello at expandwithchelsea.com and I will send you a thank you package. So be sure to include your mailing address with that screenshot and I'll send you a little goodie bag of some of my favorite products. Thank you so much for being here. I hope this was helpful for you and I will talk to you next episode.